right, let's look this morning at the, oh, oh he always makes us glad. Now, I, I was running through uh, Psalm 103 earlier, and uh, I'm going to switch this to the King James just a moment here, and, uh, oh, let's look at this. Let's start down here at verse uh, 13. It's so hard to get to, to, down to verse 13. My eyes just want to look at this. Look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, who's he talking to? Himself. That's the reason you can't help. I can't help Aaron. I'll be, I'll be walking around. Well, yeah, I think that book says something about you, Aaron. No, it makes a difference when I'm like, boy, God's word helps me. Woo! Yeah, and I can. I, now I can help tell Aaron or Dustin or anybody. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and look. He's just really getting spiritual, isn't he? No, he can't stand it. What it is? All that is within me, bless His holy name. Why? Because God wants me to worship Him. Listen, there's more to it. There's more to it. We're supposed to worship Him, but, but let's just read. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. And I love the first one because the first one is usually where the devil tries to create trouble in our lives. God don't like me. God, you know, remember, He's the accuser of the brethren. The book of Revelation says. So all those thoughts of condemnation, quit thinking that you, you, you just thought of those. I mean, the devil is real. The Bible says he's the God of this world. We already know, according to the scriptures, there's a third of all the angels are fallen. That's where you get your demons from. Man. Forget not all his benefits. Look at this. Who forgives all thine iniquities? Doesn't that sound like it's not just the ones you did, but... In the future, of course, because he says this is a benefit, you know. I mean, I might as well forget this benefit if it was a one-time deal. It's not a one-time deal. It's all the time. He'll forgive you. Remember the story, 70 times 7? How often shall I forgive my brother? In 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. If you ever blow it, Jesus will forgive you. Anyway, that iniquity means sin. Look at this one. Heals all thy diseases. Quit thinking. See, this is why what Brother Aaron was just talking about. He knows better than to think that, well, sometimes God may not want you to be healed. Well, he has a benefit. Psalm 103. If Aaron had forgotten what psalm it was, it wouldn't have taken him very long. If he just remembered, just say he just knew it was in the book of Psalms. He would have searched one, two, three, four. He would have eventually found it. But with today's technology, I have my Bible on my BlackBerry, and you can go to the Internet. You can just type this in on Google, and it'll come right out. Our problem is, it's too good to be true. It, 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 he didn't really mean that. He meant, I know what he meant, Aaron. He meant spiritual diseases. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Just keep rationalizing and talking yourself out of it. No, don't do that. Uh-uh. Now, look at this. Who redeems your life from destruction? Where's he going with this? Well, I'll tell you where I'm going. Let's go down to verse 13. i tell you what. He, God's in the business of making us laugh. He's in the business of making us happy. Look down here at verse 13. Like a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. Now, this phrase about fear him, it just, it, it just yeah, we fear him, because we, you know, we have respect, but don't worry about fear him. It's just an identifier. You know the Lord. You know, 
You trust the Lord, okay? Now notice, as a father pities his children. Now what does a dad do? We got a couple of young younger fellas in here. They're not dads yet, but they've been around little ones and they've already thinking what they're going to do when they have little ones. So they're already aware of this. The other three of us, we already know. We've been there. I mean, my son's here. I mean, I mean, man, anything. There's nothing I wouldn't do for my son. And I've had this year will be 25 years I've known him. Nothing I wouldn't do for him. Nothing. As a father pities his children. See, I can't walk away and say my heavenly father is different. No, my heavenly father is. Mm-mm. I learned how to treat. The scripture says this. The the dads learn how to treat uh, their children. It's inherited. It's just something that just comes from God. You know, we love because He first loved. The love comes from God. It's just like wow. But sometimes we have a religious thinking. And our Heavenly Father, he's not really a dad. Oh, man, let me tell you what. He is a dad. Because I can tell you, this guy, this 25-year-old man right here, he, he knows if he calls me on the cell phone and I don't answer, he knows dad's going to see that I call, he's going to call back. And that's the way we should think about heaven. When you pray, God's going to answer, you know. Dustin doesn't even think about it. He's just, well, dad will get back to me. I know. And boy, his dad does. Same thing's true when I need him for something. You know? All right, so watch what happens. Like a father pities the children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. So he does. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Sometimes we don't think that way. We think that, you know, well, God is so, he's just waiting for Aaron to make a mistake. And, and when he makes a mistake, he's going to make him feel guilty all night long. You can forget having a blessed life. No, uh-uh. Because you're not as holy as the Pope, or you're not as holy as this person, or that person, or whatever. All this condemnation comes in. Uh, anyway, um, look down here. I want to skip a little bit down to verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting, we'll just say from beginning to end. Is an everlasting to everlasting. Now watch this. And his righteousness Unto his children's children. Now, what is that? It says the mercy of the Lord. Then it says the Lord's righteousness. Wonder what righteousness is. Well, let's look at another psalm and we'll see this. If you will, let's go to the fourth psalm. Look at this one. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Hmm. He's the God of my rights. Let's change this to the Living Bible. Look what it says. Oh God, you have declared me perfect in your eyes. Remember it says, oh God of my righteousness. I don't have any righteousness on my own. You are. You, what does that mean? You have declared me righteous in your eyes. Now, let's go back. Okay, so... God declared us righteous. Let's go back to uh, uh, over here uh, where we just were. His, uh, he says, his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Oh, no wonder what his mercy is. It's all these benefits we're looking at. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness, talking about the Lord. 
unto his children's children. In other words, God, you've declared me perfect in your eyes. Guess what? Think about it. You and I, you know, typically, we realize that, uh, you know, our age, oh, the Bible references, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That means your grandkids or whatever. I mean, I know Dustin. I know his kids. I'm also going to know some of the grandkids. I mean, some of his, uh, you know, the next, my great-grandkids. But the Bible references children's children. Bob talks about his nephew. You know, you worry about your nephew sometimes, whatever. I get worried about some of my kinfolk that are out there, whatever. But look at this. If, uh, where'd it go? Uh, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, the land that fear him, and his righteousness to their children's children. See, there's nothing that bothers Phil and I more than when we start thinking about how our kids going to do. How is, uh, what about their grandkids? I mean, my grandkids. Woo, wait a minute. God's going to treat them. Remember, his mercy is from the first of time all the way to the end. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. And his righteousness unto children's under under our, come on, our children's children. God's going to have mercy on my kids, Dustin's kids, your kids, your grandkids. Don't worry about it. He's going to treat them how? If you go back to Psalm 4, he's going to treat them. Uh, remember he says, oh, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. In other words, I don't have a prayer without you. What does he mean by, O, o God of my righteousness? Uh, you have declared me perfect in your eyes. It's going to be all right. They don't have to jump through any special hoops because you trust the Lord. You gave your life to Jesus. You're looking to the Lord to help you. He's going to have mercy on everybody you see till the last day you draw your last breath and get out of here. And then Dustin will pick up the reins and he'll take it from there. And it'll be the three generations that he sees till he takes his last breath and gets out of here. In other words, you're going to be fine. And everything you're concerned about is going to be fine. Let me go back to uh, uh, Psalm 103 again. Psalm 103. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, if you go back up here to the first part, I'll bless the Lord. I, mean, I will bless the holy name of God with all my heart. Yes, I'll bless the Lord and not forget the glorious things he does for me. Shouldn't it be he did for me? No. Because, see, we're like David. He does this for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals me. He ransoms me from hell. Woo! He surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Right, old David. He gets away with everything. The New Testament says that you and I have the sure mercies of David. We, we got them. These, these things belong. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. What? Yeah. That's the reason, you know, when, when you, God, I have no help but you. You've got to help me, whether it's physical strength or whatever. He'll get it to you. He gives justice to all who are treated unfairly. Verse 7, he reveals his will and, and nature to Moses. The children, anyway, the people of Israel. Look at this. And here's what we uh, just got through reading here. Oh, oh, his mercy toward those who fear him and honor him is great as the height is heaven, uh, of heaven above the earth. 
Look at that. Look at verse 12. He's removed our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. Wow. Verse 13. Like a father to us, tender and sympathetic to those who reverence him. I'll tell you what. I mean, where are we going to go with this? Well, we're going to be just fine. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of, uh, the book of John just a moment. <clears throat> In the book of John, I want to go over here to uh, chapter 10. Oh, and if I, if I back up just a little bit, let me get the last part of chapter 9. Oh, it was a blind man, and uh, Jesus healed him. And uh, the last things we see in this passage of chapter 9, oh, Jesus finds this uh, uh, blind man, and he had... Uh, uh, here we go. Let's let's pick it up for uh, uh, when the blind man had to go talk to the uh, uh, Jewish leaders. Start verse verse twenty three. This is the ninth chapter, verse twenty two and twenty two. They said this uh, in fear of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be excommunicated. For the second time, now these were the Pharisees and the religious leaders. They they had a hard time with this guy that could speak. And he was born blind, now he can see. For the second time, they called the man who had been blind and told him, Give the glory to God, not to Jesus. For we know that Jesus is an evil person. That's how blind these religious people were. This guy was healed, and he already told them what happened. A man named Jesus made some clay, stuck it on my eyes, and told me to go rinse off in the pool called scent, or shalom, whatever. And when I did, I could see. This is what he says. I don't know whether he's good or bad, the man replied. But this I know. I was blind, and now I see. But what did he do, they asked. How did he heal you? Look, he's about lost his temper, the blind man. The blind, the, the, he says, look, the man exclaimed, I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? See, they were looking for a reason to just say Jesus is a bad person. Now watch what happened here. Uh, let's see. Look what they fired back at him. Verse 34. This is the Living Bible. You illegitimate bastard, you. Mercy. Yeah. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out. When Jesus heard what happened. Now, I wonder how Jesus knew. He got thrown out. Man, Jesus knows you. He knows Phil. He knows all of us. He has known us since we woke up. He knew us all night long. Remember what he told uh, uh, Nathaniel? He said, Thou art a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. This is, first, this is John chapter 1. Nathaniel says, Now how do you know me? And Jesus says, Well, I saw you under the fig tree this morning. How did you see me? I mean, Nathaniel didn't even have to say that. He goes, you're the king of Israel. And the next thing Jesus told him, he says, you believe just because I said I saw you under the fig tree? Jesus said, you'll see greater things than me. You and I are going to see greater things. All the time. But anyway, so Jesus knew this old boy got kicked out of the, te of the temple. Anyway, Jesus found him, and he said, do you believe in the Messiah? 
And the man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to. Remember, he had never seen him before. He heard him because he was blind. What do you want me to do? Go wash off in the pool. Okay. Go wash in the pool alone. Okay. So he never saw him. He just felt it. Look at, look, look at these words Jesus said. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Verse 38. Yes, Lord, the man said. I believe. And he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I have come into the world to give sight to those who are spiritually blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Well, some of the Pharisees had followed him around. Watch what happened here. Oh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> and the Pharisees who were standing there asked, are you saying we're blind? Jesus said, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. Jesus replied, but your guilt remains because you claim to know what you're doing. Now, reason I want to do this is because this goes right into chapter 10. Watch what happens here in chapter 10. He says, anyone refusing to walk through the gate into the sheepfold who sneaks over the wall must surely be a thief. For a shepherd comes through the gate. Now just think farming, lacy frames, whatever, cows, whatever. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice and come to him, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He walks ahead of them, and they follow him, for they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run from him, for they don't recognize his voice. Now, verse 6, those who uh, <clears throat> heard Jesus use this illustration didn't know what he meant. So what did he say here? So he explained to them, I am the gate for the sheep. Okay, now he's the gate. He's also going to be a shepherd, but now he's the gate. Now, watch, just look how the sheep are treated. This is where we miss it. We, we get this idea, God just thinks I am a piece of trash. God doesn't want to help me. No, that is just the opposite. God is so upset with the people that are trying to ruin your life. He wants your life to be blessed. Watch this. I'm the gate for the sheep. All others who came before me were thieves. Look at the words. Thieves, that means they steal. Robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in by way of the gate, look at this, will be saved and go in and out and find green pastures. Now that reminds me of the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm says, The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. So I got everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Yesterday I went to Lowe's, and when I left Lowe's, this guy said, it's a beautiful day out there. I wish they just weren't burning on the arsenal. Well, it was kind of smoky out there. They were burning stuff. But sometimes we think, well, my life, you know, I'm the old green pastures for me. I'd probably just old burnt spot. God wants me to have a burnt spot to lay down in. No. Green pastures. And guess what? Just for being saved. Every one of us deserve green pastures. That's the reason you should look every day for the 23rd Psalm when things go wrong. The 23rd Psalm says what? He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Okay, this looks like a very bad day, but I'm looking for that table. There's a table here somewhere because God said it was there. Not only that, the 23rd Psalm goes on to say, Surely goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. So you're like, okay, it don't look like it's going to be a great day but I've got goodness and mercy, and I'm looking for it. Now, what would that be called? Well, if you were in the fourth quarter, two minutes left, and you're down by one touchdown, and you decided to keep thinking you're going to win the game, what would you call that? It's called faith. That's what you do. Praise the Lord. This looks like a bad day, but it's not going to stay this way. 
God has declared that my day is full of goodness and mercy, and I'm going to be all right. And besides that, Jesus said I would go and I would find green pastures. Now watch this. The thief's purpose, now we've heard this a lot, is to steal and kill and destroy. Look at this. Look at this. Remember the King James says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Almost sounds like, well, maybe that just means heaven. It's abundant life. It's in heaven. Wait a minute. He said they'll be saved and you'll go in and out and find green pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. These three things we are so concerned about in our lives, we're trying to stay away from things that are hurting us and whatever. Well, isn't Jesus saying, look what he says, my purpose is to give life, look at this, in all its fullness. Wow. I'm telling you, Jesus wants to make us happy. Then look at verse 11. I am the good shepherd. Yes, he is. And you should always remember that encompass every sheep he has. Well, that one over there's got a few spots on it. You know, that's fell. And so God's not going to be as nice to that sheep. Because it might not, like Brother Aaron said, some of his friends have said, you know what, sometimes oh, God may not want that need to be. Yes, he does. He wants your need to be well. Let's go to the book of Acts just a moment here. In the book of Acts, we're going to hear to, uh, let's see, chapter 8. Um, look what happened here. Oh. Start here at verse, uh, let's see, let's see, let's start here at verse, we'll start in verse 5. This is, this is in your Bible, Acts chapter 8, and look at verse 5. Let me close that down in just a second. Philip, for instance, went to the city of Samaria. Now think about the whole city, okay? Quit thinking that God specifically chose two people and blessed them, and the rest of the town went to the dogs. No. He went to the city of Samaria. And I'll tell you about that city of Samaria. Man, they, they were half Jews. It was almost like a racist thing. Well, it was to the Jews. You just don't go down to Samaria. Hope no. Went to the city of Samaria, told the people there about, about who? Excuse me. This is Christ, doesn't it? Yeah. Crowds listened intently to what he had to say. What? Because of the miracles he did. I thought miracles were over. <laughs> Only if you say they're over. Verse 7, many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Look at that. So there was so much joy in that city. Well, I'm perfectly fine. My legs don't hurt, whatever. Jesus, it, it, this is where I got trouble. Say no more. God will help you. Let me show you something real quick here. Oh, oh. I mean, I tell you what, if you're, if you're worried about your money, worry no further. Ask Jesus. He, uh, you'll get some blessed. Uh, where's the book of Psalms? Here we go. Oops, that's John passed it. Uh, Psalm 118. Hmm. We'll look at uh, the king of Israel. See what he learned about financial blessings here from the Lord. He was actually faced with a disaster, and look what he said about it. Psalm 18. Uh, let's see. Let's put this in the King James. Let me find one. Here we go. Psalm 118. Look down here at what's uh, oh, all so fantastic. Oh, uh, just just for fun, look at verse 22. The stone which the builders used. 
became the headstone up the corner. Boy, we've heard that. Oh, I've heard that all my life. Yeah, well, now you know it. Psalm 118. Look at this one. Now, I bet you know this verse, too. It's the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in his eyes. Verse In our eyes. Verse 24. This is the day which the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah, you've heard that, too. They are side by side. 25. Save now, I beseech thee. That means I, I, I beg you. Now, save didn't mean, I don't know if I'm going to heaven anymore. Save me. He already knew he's going to heaven. He was faced with disaster. Wonder what kind. Well, up here was a health disaster. It had something to do with it. It looked like he had cancer or something. He's going to die. Look what this was about. Oh, look how many times he says, I, I, I beg you. I beg you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I beg you. What? We don't need that in the Bible. Can't have that. Well, of course, when I shake my hand across it, it's still there. Look at this. Send wind. Now. Lord, I, 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 I've got to have help today. See, you know, we need to pack up our unbelief and just say, Lord, i got to have you help today. I, I'm going to watch you all day long. you got till 6 o'clock. Because by then it'll be over with. i got to have you help. And watch what he does. He will help you. Sin now. And what's the thing is, this is not outlawed in the Bible. Well, don't be asked, don't put pressure on God now. Yes, it's called faith. Put all kinds of pressure on the Lord. Ask the Lord for himself. He will help you. Praise God. Sin now, I beseech thee, Lord. I beseech thee, sin now, prosperity. Wow. Verse 26. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Now, now did he mean blessed is the Lord? Yeah. No, he said blessed is he. That, that's you and I. Hmm. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. One last scripture. Let's go over here to uh, Numbers uh, chapter 6. There is, you, 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 should, you should pick up some strange scriptures. You just read your Bible and you'll have all kinds of ones. They're, they're, these, are, these are all over the place. And, and they're all just, they're everywhere you go. Uh, let's see. And the Lord spake to Moses. We know who Moses is. Okay. Speak to Aaron. Now these are like the priests and his sons, the preachers or whatever. Saying on this wise, you shall bless the children of Israel. We'll say the church members. In other words, everybody in the church, it's my responsibility. I never got to do this. Okay, I'll do it. Well, let's see what it is. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. You know the word keep means protect. Wow. Well, let's see. Have we got it here? Sure, not all of them. This doesn't work for all. Yes, it does. Bless the children of Israel. Wow. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless thee. Let me put this in the Living Bible. Watch what it says here. Same thing. Oh. Uh, well, let me do that, but here we go. Uh the Living Bible comes out here to verse. Uh, tell Aaron and his sons, we got Aaron with us this morning, that they are to put this special blessing to the people of Israel. Now, wouldn't that be useless if it wasn't, it wasn't true? There it is. I told you. May the Lord bless and protect you. I don't care what you're doing when you leave this place. You have got the protection of Jesus when you get out of here. You're not going to die on the way home, you're not going to die tomorrow. Praise the Lord. 
May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. That'll be the day that heaven gets excited over me. Wait a minute. Think a minute. Heaven is rejoicing over you. May he be gracious to you and show you his favor and give you peace. Wow. This is how Aaron and his sons shall call down what? My blessings upon the people. Now, is it just words? Well, there's going to be lies if it don't happen. It's not going to be just words. It's protection. Protection. That word blessed is financial. That word blessed is healing. That word blessed is whatever that you have need of. I mean, God takes care of it. He really is. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. By your stripes, we're healed. We thank you. You take care of us financially. Boy, it's so evident. Lord, and also, we want to thank you that uh, if there's any trouble whatsoever might be bothering us today, Lord, we roll that burden over on you, like you said in Psalm 55, 22, and in 1 Peter chapter 5, we cast that care over on you, knowing you'll get us out of trouble. Otherwise, I ain't got time to cast it on you, because I'm still going to be worried about it. But no, you said, don't worry about it. So, Lord, I'm not going to worry about it. We cast every care we've got right now. Anything's really on our heart, we're worried about it. But Lord, that doesn't leave anything left, but... What do you want us to do? Well, love one another and go tell people about you. The Lord, I will be glad to. And that's what we're going to do, tell other people about you and what you've done. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, amen, amen.